0: Um, okay. Soft and um, relaxing. Soft. Soft and relaxing. Welcome. Welcome to I Hate Doctor Who with a nice,
1: soft, relaxing dick. Dr. Doctor, doctor,
0: give me the news. I got a
1: bad
0: case you. Hi, and welcome to I Hate Doctor Who, uh, the podcast where I force unwilling friend to watch <laughs> Doctor Who. Uh-huh. My name is Richie and today my guest is Danny Eccles. Hello, hello Danny. Hello,
1: hello. I'm Danny.
0: <laughs> it was only a matter of time really, wasn't it? As I'm it was, working I. through.
1: I mean, frankly, I'm offended it took this long. I know. <laughs> That I'm not in the fucking Christmas episode. I know, I'm sorry, that. he's got a lovely jumper on. I was, I uh, thought, have I? Is it Christmas? It is a Christmas jumper. It's a Christmas jumper, but it's got skull and crossbones on. It. Aye, because I'm a big ready. <laughs> <laughs> aye, I wanted to. Um, I don't know, like, so, like something about Doctor Who. I wanted to like imbue that comfort. Yeah. That, like, that um it's a, it's basically a big jumper jumpery show.
0: Isn't it? it is aye, so, especially like classic. Mm-hmm. Old Doctor Who. We're both wearing jumpers today, actually. It's a lovely Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. We've cracked open a packet of Abernethy biscuits. Da, da, da. And uh, a couple of cups of tea. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to crack open some Tedley.
1: <laughs> crack open the Tedley. <laughs> Have the Abernethy. <laughs> now we're going to lay down some Doctor Who friends.
0: <laughs> Big. Uh, Paul McGann. Big Renault McGann. Big Renault. <laughs> right, we're getting this at the road <laughs> Right, here's my thing. Every time I
1: say Paul McGann, I say Kate McCann. <laughs> 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 well, that's it. I've once it's in there, it's oh no gone. It, so I'm going to drop a few Kate McGanns.
0: Right, okay. That's really offensive. No wonder everyone keeps invading you. If this is anyone's first time listening <laughs> talk to Doctor Who, uh, one... I'm sorry. To mm. the way that this works is, I, I so I find someone who generally isn't. A f- I mean, they don't hate Doctor Who, but they're you know generally not a, a big fan. And then uh, I ask them a bunch of questions about what they like, and then I try and figure out what the best episode for them is. So I'm gonna go through. Dan- I gave Danny a little questionnaire. It's a pretty simple questionnaire, but let's talk about first of all, your top five movies. Hmm. Which I understand is a difficult. I mean, top five endings are difficult and it changes from day to day, but this sounds pretty you, Danny. <laughs> um. Okay, so number five we've got Fargo.
1: Mm. That's in my. Aye, this was tough putting together because, like you say, it changes, it does shift, but there's like a lot of steadies in there.
0: No, it's it's difficult, isn't and it? like,
1: it's and difficult. then I was like, obviously Fargo goes in. There's no second thought about yeah. it. But and then when you put one film in, you're like, but what about that director's other stuff? And
0: you know, yeah. but
1: with Fargo, it's an easy one. It's fucking amazing.
0: Uh, no, yeah, Fargo's uh, probably my number one. Um, okay, so number four, ET. Mm. Um, number three, ID four Independence Day. Mm. Number two, Terminator Two, Judgment Day. I mean, if I start talking about t- Terminator Two right now, we're fucked. Because see, that's
1: the thing. If we we should probably just do a big T Two special, like genuinely, <laughs> hopefully. But that's the thing. I was we could do it's that. hopefully. I love Terminator Two. <laughs> <laughs> totally, And you fucking better too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and number one, the thing, which uh, a- another film that I would definitely associate with you. So, so I'm going. To, I'm just going to move straight on to top five television shows. Number five, Star Trek: The Next Generation. You've just gone through that recently, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> aye.
1: I, and it, do you know what? That was an easy, easy five. Like, yep, that's definitely top five. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew after watching even the first season. I'm like, this is, this is
0: mine. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. So speaking, thank speaking you. of big warm jumpers, of a show. That's yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, number four, I'm Alan Partridge. Number three, The Simpsons. Number two, The Wire. I've
1: never seen. You know, I've never seen The Wire. The, right, say cheerio a month.
0: Right, okay. No, I mean, that's like it's on my to do list, but I think I was waiting for it to calm down from the general.
1: There was a few. The only reason The Simpsons is at number three is because, like, I had to consider I was going to put True Detective in too, but the second season's fucking honking. Right. So, like,
0: you know, in terms of the entire run of the show, The Simpsons is one of those shows I think you take for granted. mm -hmm. And you take it for granted because it's just so massive. I mean, I feel like it shaped everyone's sense of humour. Aye. You know, Uh, obviously at the time when it was good. Um, and number one, The Sopranos, which is a fine choice. I've said my piece. <laughs> <laughs> so, of course, because of The Sopranos, I've given Namkin. No, I'm going to give a doctor who that's linked to The Sopranos. Is that um, a
1: gangstery
0: one? Like a craze be, one. Be like, There's one. trying to be like a craze one or something. Oh isn't it? A, what the? As in Ronnie Craig As in Ronnie and
1: Reggie King. <laughs> Imagine that. Let's write it. Yeah, Imagine some fan fiction Doctor Who in the craze. <laughs> <laughs> the first Doctor
0: Who in which he loses both kneecaps.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was immediately going to, going to go in a gangster voice, but it was back into The Sopranos again. <laughs> <laughs> How many regenerations you've got, you fuck. <laughs> um, I've asked you is there a Doctor that you have an affinity for or like? I just see there's a doctor you like, actually. And you've gone, Chris Eccleston, he has an infectious wide-eyed enthusiasm that never becomes insufferably quirky. <laughs> or what? <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think, again, Chris Eccleston, because he only did it for one year, mm-hmm. and there's something about his first season when he brought it back and it just kind of became really big. Is I feel like his series is really humble, mm-hmm. and it's very kind of... Um, there's a definite feel of like, we might not be doing this for long.
1: Seems cautious, doesn't it? It's yeah. Like, uh-huh.
0: But also, I feel like Christopher Eccleston, like the way he plays the character at that point, he's meant to have just come off the back of a massive war that's killed all of his people. Mm-hmm and he, ca- he ca- I think he carries that weight quite nicely in a way that I don't think David Tennant could because David Tennant's way more sort of cartoony and quirky and yes as much as I love him um I don't think I-, I think Eccleston pulled that off way better than anyone else could have I think like
1: fundamentally he's just a fucking brilliant actor He's
0: very good yeah yeah um but yeah yeah no there's something there's definitely something about him and I like how understated he is I love it I love that his costume is just a, ja- a leather jacket and a wee thin jumper
1: Yep yep really into that aye. like aye he's just a guy aye right alright mate you'd have no idea you'd be like by the way my house is a phone box <laughs> you wouldn't like you're kind of people who you think you know you imagine would live in a phone box aye. definitely like have the the big mono um dreadlock you know the one dreadlock aye. he's like got that but no no he's quite quite, uh,
0: quite pristine he's probably the only doctor well maybe except for I talked about this with Gav about Tom Baker but like when Gab talked about how sort of how t- Tom Baker probably could be quite terrifying if he wanted to be, uh-huh. like Chris Eccles yeah. got that thing that's like he could batter you. Uh, well, like, like if Matt rave. Smith was, if Matt Smith was like I'm going to batter you, he would be like, oh, just, "Aye, fuck on. off, <laughs> You fucking
1: session guitarist for Mumford and Sons, <laughs> suck an egg, boy,
0: <laughs> Matchstick Man." I've asked you, mad scientists or aliens? Uh, you said aliens, there's a far greater potential for threat with uh, mad scientists invariably have a limited physical capacity, whereas aliens can have brain and brawn. Once you're in a room with a mad scientist, you can just kick his gun in.
1: <laughs> Exactly, it's like, who's this, this guy? True. Bang, uh, right in the sure. kidneys. <laughs> Bang, right in the throat. <laughs> next thing you know, you've murdered the man. Ribs, rib, ribs, ribs. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, next thing you know, you fucking killed him, man. You know? Whereas an alien, nah, no chance. Have uh, you, you seen science? Glass of water. My but it's still
0: I know, I know. You know? The <coughs> size
1: of that thing kick fuck at you.
0: <laughs> if you were if you were a doctor, what would your outfit be? Adidas trackey <laughs> I'd be into that.
1: Well here's the thing, right? huh. You're running about a lot. There's hundreds of birds everywhere as well, so you might look good. <laughs> so you've got practicality, you've got style. Yep. And like also, <coughs> let's face it, right? If you're running about a lot, you're, you're getting rub. Right. Even if you're a wee skinny Matt what's his name? Matt Smith. Smith, I was gonna say Matt Reeves. Who's Matt Reeves? I don't know. Matt Reeves is the director of fucking Cloverfield, do <laughs> not <isn't> it? <That's laughs> that Jesus Christ, Danny. So Danny's brain work. <laughs> Hi, I'm Danny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so you want to look good for the ladies, you want to be able to run about leaning down. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of leaning down and things like that. And so you need flexibility, you know, you need to be Slythe, but you also need, you need to be what? Slythe. Is that a word? <laughs> that's a word, aye. I just kicked. You
0: just kicked a box of plates under the table. <laughs> sorry. forgot to move Is on. there
1: a fucking box of plates under there? <laughs> Slythe, see, now you've got a On my podcast! <laughs> yeah, Slythe is, like, you know, kind of slinky. Slythe, that's a good word. Yeah, yeah, hold on, let me, let me double check. I've probably completely made that up. Slythe definition. There's a character called... Ah, there's a character called Slythe and Thundercats. Oh, no.
0: No, I've made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Here, no, you should... No, no just no, go no, with no, it, man. That's a good word. Slythe.
1: A name given to someone who acts unfavourably. This is according oh. to the, uh, uh, the Urban Dictionary. But I thought... As in Slither
0: you know oh right okay uh,
1: it seems like it makes
0: sense sleith is a good word it's like the the other day um, so my mum bought has been doing the Christmas shopping and she bought like um, she decided to tell me that she did this but she bought like a little tin of little TARDIS tin of sweets but she thought it was bigger she thought it was like a big money tin (laughs) and it arrived and it's about two inches tall (laughs) this uh, happened before with that bookcase aye aye. (laughs) she bought a bookcase and it arrived and it was a CD rack, and it was tiny (laughs) Um, aye, so she was. She was like, "This cost me seven pounds." I was like, <laughs> I was like get, what, "Get it sent back." Then and she said, went to send it back, and it was going to cost six pounds to return. What? And so she was really annoyed. She was like, oh, "I don't know what to do with these." And she said, um, "She says they're, they're quite nice, but I never realised they'd be so Lilliputian." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what did you say? And she was like, Lilliputian. I said, did you say Lilliputian? She went, yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? No, there's probably going to be a lot of people that are like, Rich, you're an idiot. But um, <laughs> I'll be honest. I'd never heard of it. It's to do with I mean, Gulli- I'm sitting here, I a man think that makes up words. So. I, think li- I think it's think to do with Gulliver's Travels. It comes with Gulliver's Travels. But right, it means okay. small versions, a small version of something. Right, okay. Lilliputian, but it's a good word.
1: That is good. I'm going
0: to, that's in the, that's in the, the vocab now. So we've got Slythe and Lilliputian. Uh-huh. Yeah, you never fucking you know the answer when it's important. Okay, so based on your choices, I have decided, and based on knowing you as a person, I have decided to give you the 1996 Paul McGann TV movie, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Doctor Who the movie, and sometimes known as The Enemy Within, I think. Planet Earth 1999, he's back, and it's about
1: time. Ah! I am the Doctor! In the fight for eternity. By
0: midnight, tonight,
1: this planet will be pulled inside out. There can only be one master. I never liked this planet, Doctor. Paul McGann is
0: Doctor Who.
1: Don't panic! Everything is under control!
0: Monday, the 27th of May on BBC One. We're making movie magic here. (laughs) Podcast movie magic. (laughs) That's the podcast, movie magic, we all know and love! So I have given you Doctor Who the movie, because I know you like <laughs> movies.
1: It's true, I do. <laughs> uh, every frame of reference, it's like fucking... It, it's like Rain Man. I'm like, fucking Rain Man, there you go. <laughs> De- definitely Doctor Who the
0: movie. <laughs> um, I, I'm sure most of the people listen to this and know, but I do a, a podcast with Danny called Video Namaste, where we talk about films all the time, which is very well-suited, because that's... How we talk anyway, it is, it's so we just decided to record it and put it out, mm. and it seems to work. Um, but there's a couple of reasons. One, Danny, you're a big fan of the '90s. I would say, I mean, especially look at your TV choices. <laughs> aye, aye, We're mostly uh-huh. '90s here, and the Doctor Who, the TV movie, is incredibly '90s. Yep. Um, so I knew you'd have an appreciation for that, but also. <laughs> a connection that I didn't realize until I watched some special features on it last week is that there's a connection to Amblin Entertainment, aye, aye. which is obviously one of your favorite production yep. companies aye. in the whole world, obviously. Mm-hmm. So it just seemed to sort of fall into place quite perfectly. And also, it's just a big daft, <laughs> like fun, like I I have massively. I'll, I'll talk about this as we talk about it, but I have massively reassessed what I feel how I feel about this. All right, film okay. now uh, that i've watched it again mainly because you know I, I think it's just like the way that we approach films and the way that we watch films and the way that we appreciate what they are and how they're made and all that sort of stuff but yeah. also, we can talk about that in a minute i think part of it is nostalgia
1: <clears throat> like it there is, is a obviously but nist- a, a, yeah.
0: a, also another part of it is
1: um just how kind of there's a certain <laughs> i know it sounds so wanky but there's a certain innocence in to yeah. a lot of things that come out of the 90s because yeah. it's not as uh, racist or sexist as the 80s stuff. Yeah. <laughs> So things are getting just a tiny wee bit better in that sense, but like you know, the the idea of how technology will work in ten years time, and you know we're still kind of close enough to the nineties where you can watch something and they, you know, they imagine that we're all going to like be like shagging with headsets, you know, things like that. (laughs) Dildonics. (laughs)
0: Was that was that what it was called? Dildonics shagging in virtual reality. I'm pretty sure what, that's the name I had. What, like a... Uh, Dildonics was a word. Or shagging on the internet, maybe. I can't remember. Oh, right. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know. I honestly didn't know that. No. Dildonics. Dildonics. Right, I'm on it. I'm not going to Google it. I'm just going to leave that out there. Right,
1: I'll, I'll do all the Googling, you right, right? okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> and also when like with a lot of 90s stuff um there are a lot of and this is very 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 relevant and mm-hmm. um, there are a lot of faded actors from the 80s still going oh yeah and like people who were in huge huge films and things like that and now they're uh, in these tv shows or mm. in these films as kind of supporting actors it's kind downs, of weird you
0: know? it's it, it, you're just on the cusp of that time when big film stars are happy to be in TV shows Mm -hmm. rather than they're just appearing in TV shows now because they've not got anything else on. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Yeah, no, that's quite interesting. But, um, yeah, so, like, so, interesting. my history with uh, Doctor Who growing up is that, um, I mean, I I didn't come from a family that made me watch it as a child or anything like that, right? So, I mean, I grew up as a sci-fi fan, like Star Trek and all that sort of stuff. And especially as I was becoming a teenager in the 90s, I was getting all this stuff. So the weird thing about Doctor Who, at the time when this came out for me, it had only been off the air for like maybe, what, seven years, I think? Six or seven years? and um, But it was just at this right point in my life where I was getting into science fiction. And anyone that knows sci-fi at all at that point, Doctor Who for me had a bit of a sort of mythic presence because it was it it was held in such high stature. It was like... But it was never on. It was never yeah. on telly anywhere. So it was always just like... You would only ever see pictures. Or you hear legends about how scary it was. And things like that. Mm-hmm. And bar a couple of repeats. Like... There was a couple of repeats in like the early 90s on BBC Two. On like a Friday night or something. That was it. So it was like... There was this thing floating about. That I really wanted to get my teeth into But I never could. And then this movie happened. And, of course, when it came out, like, it was kind of big and exciting because it was just like, holy shit, here's Doctor Who. Mm-hmm. It has production value, it has money. <clears throat> and there was a and big deal, like, like, it was on the cover of Radio Times. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Kate, Ma- Kate
1: McCann, writing <laughs> the cover of Radio <laughs> Times at Christmas as well.
0: <laughs> so it was like, yeah, no, it was, it was a big deal because it was just like, um I mean, obviously, as you grow up and you sort of learn how to appreciate things differently, but obviously as a teenager you're just like, America has money, that's proper. <laughs> this <laughs> is sort of just folk playing about. Aye. So, you know, there's all these different things going on. This
1: is fucking clown shoes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: See, that that was... Uh,
1: I, I, I might be kind of um, just reiterating what you're saying, but my, my issue with uh, Doctor Who is that it doesn't really... Sp- offer me a great deal of escapism right, right? because it's sci-fi it, it's, it's it should obviously just automatically offer you that escapism uh-huh. but it's the setting it's the fact that it is like it is a very British show yeah 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 and I fucking hate Great Britain <laughs> with a burning passion I hate Great Britain I do
0: no that's fair that's and fair.
1: that see, I don't get that sense of escapism there you uh-huh. know and because it's sci-fi that just kind of like bolsters that frustration You know, the fact that you could be brilliant, you know, so the fact that it's based in, and they don't want to kill the Queen for some reason, they want to save her in Doctor Who. What the fuck is that about? So I've got all those issues, and I know they're mine, but, you know, Great Britain is obviously rotten Mm -hmm. and should be, should be blown up. (laughs) But this prick keeps trying to save it. So, like, I've got that big problem, don't get the escapism, but with the Doctor Who movie, like, mm-hmm. I, I found the appeal, I was like, there's Francisco. fucking Eric Roberts. <laughs> there's the, there's fucking best of the best right there. And uh, and I knew it had, like, a higher production value and yeah. I got all that escapism from mm-hmm. Doctor Who and, like, I'd, like, I think, like, you didn't know that I'd seen it. I've seen it, like, uh, I've seen no, it maybe two or three realize. times yeah, before. Yeah. Because I've,
0: of and course you've it. seen it. I know, I was just like, I think we're both very similar people. It's the same, like, again... We were probably in the same situation. It's like, you know, it was never on telly when we were at that age, just at the right age for discovering that stuff. But it had such a... Like, I was reading a lot of sci-fi magazines. Like, I grew Mm -hmm. up reading, I think it was like TV Zone magazine or Starburst magazine. Every single month, they'd have a story. They'd be like, always like, here's the latest rumors about what's happening with Doctor Who at the moment. Because it got cancelled. And then as soon as it got cancelled, it was just constantly someone was talking about it somewhere. Like, the magazine, Doctor Who magazine, which ran through the whole show, just kept going. It never stopped. The entire time it was off the TV, it never stopped because there was people talking about it constantly. And, like, how can I not, like, for me, how can I not be drawn to that? Just sort of going like, what is this thing that everyone's, you know? So it was like, I think it was always gonna to happen to me because it was always just generally being built up over the years. Although it's hard it's hard when you when it had such a massive presence in the sort of sci fi community, there's one thing, but then you got all the adults in my life were saying I used to watch it, it was good. It was obviously shite though. Because <laughs> that was the chat. That was aye, always aye. the chat. It's yeah, like, cause it's like, it I, is I shite. used to
1: hide behind the couch. It's the total like, go to line for Doctor Who fans and stuff like that. And then obviously the inevitable follow up. But it was buzz <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
0: I was getting annoyed at my mum as well. She's like, I mean, the Daleks were scary, but you just had to run so It was like, Mum, it can go upstairs. They just never showed it. <laughs>
1: then when they did, everybody it was like, oh.
0: it is it's just somebody that's just a big floating bin (laughs) Uh, but it's funny because like I think uh, we talked about this video Namaste actually but like Edgar I heard an interview or a commentary of Edgar Wright talking about Doctor Who and he was saying that like the amazing thing is if you look at Doctor Who through the imagery and the design and everything that happened over the years like you're just looking at it going look at these this is incredible but it loses something when it starts moving Right. Because it's like actors just moving like men dressed as big aliens, or the set wobbles or whatever. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's it's all that. It's like it's Aye. like again. I again I used to read loads of magazines that would have specials about how they did. I built for impact, not practicality. Exactly. Aye. Yeah, yeah. And it was like you know you'd see all these amazing, and that was the other thing that always got me about it as well. Is like there was, I used to read all these articles about how like how they did the special effects in the show, and again you're coming from a time when a group of people. Are just like are just being sent off to make a TV show and they got fuck all money, so they have to come up with these mad techniques. Like there was one technique that always got me, and I think it was from uh, the Demons, and they had to show like um like a barrier, like a sort of barrier Forcefield? through a force field, eye. Right. But it was like a hole in the force field, and what they did is they just made an arch out of tinsel, <laughs> and then put a bit of glass in front of it and put loads of vaseline in front of the tinsel so it smudged. So it was just a glittery ring, right. On the camera, mm-hmm. and it was just stuff like that. It was Can you like call this episode Glittery Ring? Glittery ring. <laughs> there was just loads of little kind of wee bits of ingenuity that I, they just really drew me in. And it was just yeah.
1: something that I find that like I've always like something I'll actually love about mm-hmm. Doctor Who, and I'll fucking go on record as saying it, <laughs> right? I don't care who knows. Uh, I read an article a wee while ago about the uh, sound design of it. Oh, yeah. And like having no frame of reference and having analog synthesizers as well. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. up to a certain degree, obviously, you get past the 80s and things like that to like technology changes and you can do a lot more. But the fact that they designed a lot of the audio for this mm. with the most ridiculous foley uh-huh. and like the, the uh, techniques they used for uh, looping, uh, like the actual theme itself as well. Uh-huh. Like, they, they basically had tape looped around a room and -hmm. like they would change the pitch of the synth by pushing pressure on the tape things like that it's like I love that hands on dusty analogue production value you know it's
0: nice especially as well it's the thing we were just literally just talking about before we turned the mics on but it's like it's when there's no frame of reference Mm -hmm. and it's literally just people trying to figure out what works and what Ah, doesn't but also it's like you know now everyone has a specific idea of like okay this works for kids this works for adults This is a thing that sounds scary. This is. And it's just like back then they were just making all sorts of noises and some of the noises were so wild. Mm -hmm. But again, the sound design. So my very, very first episode of Doctor Who was around about 92 and it was The Sea Devils. And that has the most ridiculous synthesizer soundtrack ever. It's just. It's so harsh. (laughs) But it was like. It had that. (laughs) Like since for me, music always freaked me out as a kid. Like, you know, like I used to like put on. The one thing that I will say that specifically ever made me hide behind the couch was War of the Worlds, the album. Yeah, I, I used to yeah, put it yeah, on yeah. and hide for some reason. But um, No, it's, it's it's loud, abrasive and imposing.
1: No, I'm, I'm 100% with you there. That, totally. that freaked me out as a wee boy too.
0: So like, but I remember as a kid, the sea devils emerging from the sea and that fucking mad synth noise, it put the shits right <laughs> up me. And, and it's really <laughs> weird. Like when I watch it now, it's like, eh, it's kind of cute, but it's like, Back then, it was on a you know a tiny wee TV and just like, but also I was ready to be scared because, again, the mythos around Doctor Who at that point, yeah, all yeah. I ever heard was, Doctor Who's scary, <laughs> hey, <laughs> which hey. is, you know, um, but aye. Anyway, so, again, it was just all this stuff going on and then that movie came out and it's one of those things that's like, as I got more invested in Doctor Who and I got to really like it, I went back and watched the movie and I'm like, this is a bit, I don't know where they're getting half this stuff from, this is a wee bit, meh. But again, I watched it recently, and I watched it last weekend before we did this, and I'm like, shit, I really like this. <laughs> I really, really like this. But it's Paul Ah, Da Vinci. He had a cold when he drew that.
1: You're still fibrillating badly. No, I'm not. I remember, I was with Pacini before he died. Name drop.
0: I was, I was, I was. Shh.
1: Oh my God.
0: You see, that's no echo. He
1: died before he could finish Turandot. Alfano finished it based on his notes.
0: It was so sad. You
1: have two hearts. Uh, who are you?
0: I was dead too long this time. The anaesthetic almost destroyed the regenerative process.
1: Yeah. Right. I'm gonna get a syringe. I'm gonna take some blood. I wanna know what's going on. Grace, Grace,
0: Grace, Grace, Grace. Don't you see? I have 13 lives. Please. (laughs) Okay, you're trying to tell me that you've come back from the dead. Yes. No, sorry. The dead stay dead. You can't turn back time. Yes, you can. The thing about most Doctor Who, for me, is even when it's terrible, I'm usually just really enjoying watching whoever's playing the Doctor. The Doctor. The Doctor. Being the Doctor. And um, so just getting to see Paul McGann's single outing is... Yeah,
1: aye. And he's, like, he is uh, an actor who at that point in time is in a lot of things, just for whatever reason. I aye. think his agent was just working overtime or something, but like watching that um watching alien 3 a lot thing of you know course, yeah. and um i kinda like i was at that age where i was you know i was considering becoming a cinephile <laughs> And so <laughs> I was watching things like with Neil and I and mm-hmm. like you know with a with a with a hat on you know right okay, okay. <laughs> got a hat hard on <laughs> no like with a like you know with a, a a critical hat on yeah yeah and um things like and like I don't know for some reason he was just everywhere and uh, like I have a big I have a lot of time for for Kate McCann <laughs> he's a really great actor and he he's got this really nice uh I like when people are charismatic but not overbearingly so right you know like mm-hmm. th- some of my favorite like i found the correlating factor between all my favorite actors uh like it's like male or female they've, mm-hmm. they've got that that charisma that's just like the right balance yeah. you know they're yeah. not going overboard but then again there's pacino <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs>
0: he's, are he's a few exceptions. Himself, yeah, right? exactly so um, it's like if they're going to do that they better <laughs> they better be able to carry it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 uh
1: But it's always a pleasure seeing him on screen and it was nice watching this again now, Mm -hmm. having a better understanding of, uh, and being a bit more articulate about what articulate about I can't even fucking say it about what makes an actor a good actor you know and like seeing him work with material that is fundamentally fucking daft Uh, (laughs) you know and really selling it and still being charming and not like the Christopher Eccleston thing Mm -hmm. you know like he's I think he's a close second oh yeah yeah you know Uh, and also um I, 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 he's really he's handsome as fuck
0: i know <laughs> like i forgot
1: and like i was like i, f- I fancy you, him a wee I, bit. I,
0: it's it's funny actually because like when you think about the, the idea like if you said before watching this you said like okay so the americans basically have got doctor who now and they're just going to make fox is going to make a film mm-hmm. and you're going to be like oh fuck what's what's going to happen here um, but when you think about how much they nailed probably what they needed with Paul McGann because obviously like coming off the back of Sylvester McCoy they're like okay we're going to need someone good looking you got that we're going to need someone kind of youngish but you know to go with an English actor and um, and just get everything right about still manage to get everything right about what the Doctor is but in this whole new American TV setting is incredible Aye. and I think a testament to that is that the fact that Paul McGann has been Playing the character since in like radio versions, yeah, and he's he's just really really good. And he's but he's he's still fundamentally what he was in that Mm. TV movie.
1: Yeah, that's 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 good to hear. But uh, the nice thing deserves that. There's a nice
0: moment in New Doctor Who in one of the David Tennant episodes where they have uh, where they have like a diary with with drawings of all the old Doctors in it, and Paul McGann's right in there. And there was that that was that nice wee moment. In new Doctor Who, when all the fans were like, "So he's canon," because <laughs> 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 it was a wee bit of a like. Do you think they're going to? End? Right, do you think because obviously, like when they started the new one, there was no regeneration or anything. It was just like straight, bam, Chris Reckles so and so that's, that's
1: how that's. I was going to ask about that. That's mm-hmm. how they they moved on for there So there was nothing between, apart for the radio. Play yeah, the, basically,
0: like, the yeah they do the the audio versions and then right. for the fiftieth anniversary, that's how they managed to basically squeeze John Hurt in. Right. So John Hurt, um for the fiftieth anniversary they established that there was another doctor in between McGann and Chris Freckleston. Ah right, okay. And that was John Hurt. But he kind of right. decided that, that like he'd lost the title of the doctor because he went to war. And John Hurt's the war they call him the war doctor basically. So is that is there not someone else for like the SS it was someone? <laughs>
1: You know that done all the what's his name? What? They done all the experiments. No, you know the word. <laughs> this is, that is that his culturally I don't,
0: insensitive. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> um, no, it's Doctor Death. I'm thinking. Of. Doctor, no, no, he's not Doctor Death. No, this is Doctor Death? No, Judge Death is Judge Dredd, is it? Aye. <laughs> <laughs> doctor Death is. Aye, okay. One of the best character designs of all time, just saying <laughs> Um. So yeah, Paul McGann got his regeneration for the fiftieth anniversary. Mm-hmm. They did a little like a an online episode, and they just put it out. and They didn't say what it was. They just said, here's a wee Doctor Who short, oh, nice. mm. and me See, being one of the people- thing.
1: Like, oh, there are there are parts of me that's like, I wish I. could. I like this.
0: I know, man. Because know. No, the way that I, yeah. they
1: treat the uh, presentation in the show, and the way that they treat the fans and things mm-hmm. like that, it's like they understand. They understand that there's a bunch of mad VLS out there that have been <laughs> sitting about buying Starburst for years and years and years, waiting no, totally. for the next episode. You well, know? totally.
0: Because I, I mean, that was the thing. So they put out that we, because they were just like, we should do a bunch of online episodes. And obviously, the guy running the show was just like, you know what? Let's give Steve. Let's give Paul McGann his regeneration. Let's treat that doctor right, but also let's just make all the fans lose their shit. And they did, they made it, they put it out. And I remember I was on I was at, I was on a shoot at Hamden. <laughs> I <laughs> and thought I'd you been... meant like a, a shoot in a park. <laughs> <laughs> a just shoot. sitting on a shoot waiting for what's oh, my phones went. <laughs> and um and the episode it went up and five minutes after it went up, everyone went on their lunch and I was sitting in this conference room watching it on my phone, losing my absolute <laughs> shit. <So laughs> I was like, I can't believe they've done it. But um, I can't How did we get here? I right, we're just talking about the how the characters. Treated. Uh, yeah, it's definitely he's been accepted, big time because right. he, he's good. He is good. He is he's really really good. good. And let's say
1: again, fucking handsome.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it really is. You know, there's some
1: people when you just shout on them as well. I totally so there's some. Uh, I remember when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. like having that, and it's a it speaks a lot about where we are culturally and stuff. Like, I was like, I remember for a wee while thinking I was gay because I found a, a, no, not that I found a friend attractive, I was just able to say he's a handsome guy, aye. and then obviously in my head, I'm like, I'm gay, <laughs> that makes me gay. You know, and like it's so Exactly. Yeah, yeah I've like, still...
0: got a nice pair of shoes. Oh fuck, I'm gay. <laughs>
1: totally. I really like ice cream. Oh no, I'm gay. Yeah. <laughs> aye. 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 Uh-huh. So, um, like, now that obviously that's gone, I can just be like, fuck, he's handsome. <laughs> and I like it doesn't happen that often with, with anybody, but like, per- like he he came up on screen, and I was like, oh aye, <laughs> <laughs> look at him. <laughs> Imagine me not being like, I'm fucking Kate McCann <laughs> <laughs> I'm so handsome. <laughs> oh,
0: I'm gonna have a big red banner on the Please,
1: please do not. I know it's thought This is a family thing. You got many like you must it's have. It's fine. A Everyone audience. swears, and the old ones. It's fine. No, no, no. Knows. But I mean, like you know. Okay, oh then we can. No, I'll apologise right now, I'm very sorry it's
0: fine, don't um, we. we're not actually making Doctor Who so just... listen,
1: should we actually talk about the <coughs> fucking movie then? We should,
0: uh. Right. I was going to say, I was gonna, the final thing I was going to say is that the only reason this movie happened and it's kind of a nice story, again when I watch this is that there was a guy called uh, Philip Segal uh, Philip Seagal <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, he was the guy that worked at Amblin Right. And he was basically, he worked in television and (gasps) movies in America, but he was obsessed with Doctor Who. And then when he saw it got cancelled, he was like, he he saw the potential in the show. And he basically chased that shit for years. And he was the guy that spoke to Steven Spielberg and got Steven Spielberg interested in it, all that sort of stuff. And then, and there's weird, there's Amblin like CGI tests. Amblin made, like, a Dalek. Right. It looks fucking garbage, but they made this weird, big spider Dalek thing and all that sort of stuff. Oh, all right, okay. So, um So yeah.
1: it got to that stage then? Where oh, well, yeah, Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. There was a script and everything, apparently. Um, but, yeah, the, the whole thing, it went on for ages because I think the BBC, at one point, the way they talk about it is that the BBC kind of hated the show, like, at that point, because it, it, when it, when they cancelled it, they are like, we don't really want to do anything else with it we don't want to talk about it um, but this one guy he just chased it and chased it and chased it and um, yeah it was Fox basically eventually someone at Fox it was like alright we'll do it The guy, apparently the guy was just like well, yeah, we'll make it one of our movies of the week so it was going to be a movie of the week rather than a TV show mm-hmm. but the movie of the week was meant to be a sort of almost like it could be a backdoor pilot if it's successful basically right. Um, so again it was just someone that just I mean all of these things are born of it's nice when something's born of love of something else. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's why the, the the source material was treated the way it was, and the way the, that's why you got Pomegranate. It's like they wanted a British actor to play. Interesting story. Peter Capaldi was offered an audition for the role. Really? Oh, eh? Yeah, he talked. I saw him being interviewed about it. He's like, I was auditioned for the. Uh, I was offered an audition for the role of the Eighth Doctor, but he says he says basically I was filler. Mm. There's no way I would have gotten it. I know how these things work. It's basically they had to show that they were auditioning a bunch of people, but I wasn't. I was never going to be on the short list. But I find that quite that links quite interesting as well.
1: There's there's also I remember years and years ago uh-huh. hearing. Uh, I don't know if it's like you know like that that thing. Uh, you know your boy Fee Pretty Woman had a gerbil up his bum. Oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's Richard Gear. Why the fuck did I remember Richard Gear? <laughs> Top Gear. So. There was a rumor I, I, I read a wee while ago that Tom Hanks was supposed to play Doctor Who, and this is the only time that I guess it, this opportunity I think would arise. And since learning that there's an Amblin connection, obviously Catherine Kennedy uh, and them are pals and stuff, and
0: like that, like that connection would make sense. Like mm-hmm. I don't, but like I think there was a rumor recently that got a bit out of control about Tom Hanks' connection. I think he basically said he was a big fan of the show. Or oh, I mean the, it no, stems that. It was like somebody interpreted something he said as him being a fan of the show. And then obviously people kept asking him about it. And then at one point, I think I saw a red carpet interview, someone asked him, He was like, he's like, look, I've never seen it. <laughs> 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 but um, I mean, but again, that whole time, there's so many, um, at one point, at one point everybody was going to be Doctor Who it's like every dad at one point was scouted for Rangers you know every actor was going to be Doctor Who I think Peter Cook was going to be doing it at one point Mm -hmm. Um, the thing in that documentary I watched last week when they were talking about turning it into a movie they were talking about Donald Sutherland Um, (laughs) I have seen again through the years I've seen mock-ups of fucking Stephen Fry Patrick Stewart, Eddie Izzard all those people just you know anyone that seems remotely quirky or English I think it's been in a <laughs> right. rumor. Um but yeah. Um so the see the Amblin
1: connection. Mm-hmm. The thing that interests me about it nearly happening at Amblin is I, I think it, it would have it had they not used they fucked it at the uh pitch stage that
0: it was, it was too similar to Raiders. At one point there was a yeah, a script came through. That the point that Steven Spielberg jumped off is that the a pitch came through and I think it had a heavy World War 2 vibes right? Nazis yeah. as well, wasn't there? I don't know if there was Nazis, but there was a the or... I think <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but um, yeah, he basically said this is too similar to uh, Indiana Jones, well, which see... I could see because it's obviously just some adventuring dude Aye, yeah uh uh-huh.
1: so like at that stage, right mm-hmm. the like Spielberg being like the powerhouse that he it like certainly at that stage he's mm-hmm. absolutely untouchable, mm-hmm. like you're not long off the back of Jurassic Park and things like that, and what he done with uh with Amblin he had like a really really interesting deal where he would take something like 15% of the revenue for the film but he would like the uh, the company itself would absorb the cost of production and any loss right. so like, any film or TV show that came out of amblin he made a profit on regardless right. even if it tanked which a lot of it did so you've got the uh, the first big show that they released was um, amazing stories. Remember, amazing oh, yeah, stories yeah, the yeah. anthology series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the deal with that was they uh, wanted like obviously a different a monster of the week show, and mm. it would they wanted it to go on. I think was it Murder She Wrote? They wanted it to air at the same time as Murder She Wrote, and they wanted right. to absorb that audience. Imagine like so first mistake. Eh? So like I uh, he done this thing where Spielberg
0: was <laughs> Spielberg's like Spielberg's like I'm going after Jessica. <laughs> We're taking her down. I
1: totally. <laughs> like The Simpsons took down Cosby. <laughs> right this, bitch. <laughs> and uh, and obviously, like, well, that show tanked. Mm-hmm. And um, the, like, but what Spielberg done was, like, Amblin, the very nature of Amblin, he's like, no, nah, just let other folk deal with the the, the hemorrhaging money. And I'll just take the cut. Um, he let uh, uh he. Like basically had a pal who, who he allowed to run the tv side of things right mm-hmm. and then he, he picked up that show he picked up sequest dsv right. and all these shows like had huge drop-offs and ratings mm-hmm. and, like eventually i think like amazing stories like lost half its audience after the first episode or something oh, so it was a huge event obviously right. spielberg on tv you yeah know? so i lost lost a lot and but they kept going so I reckon if Doctor Who got picked up by Amblin they it they wouldn't have mattered how much money they lost it I think they would yeah, have yeah, still have... went with it ah, yeah, totally. like Sequest DSV run for like six series or something I know I
0: know was um, I always remember the thing I always remember at Sequest DSV is uh, your man for Twin Peaks aye aye I know Eric DeRay uh-huh. talking to the dolphin <laughs> <laughs>
1: right.
0: do you know I've watched probably every episode of Sequest DSV man <laughs> Right, that's because you spent every Saturday afternoon bored. <laughs> totally, probably.
1: Aye, just I just left movies, games, and videos running. Aye, yeah. what <laughs> next? Nice, you DSV in a show about stunts. <laughs> in fact, that sounds like a fucking magic Sunday. What a fucking gel did. All right,
0: leap over to BBC One for Juice. <laughs> South. Um, that's the way. So
1: I, I reckon it would have got. I can't
0: podcast up. with Danny without mentioning Juice. <laughs> South, ever. <laughs>
1: See when I first got my hearing aids I, I started calling myself Deep <laughs> <laughs> And Claire's like, My girlfriend was like Danny if you start saying it other people are going to say it And then they're going to seem cruel I'm like alright okay
0: what a weird perspective I was like how the wolf was called Dief I couldn't tell if that was like It's no turning run Deef
1: Dief, <laughs> Dief. <laughs> It's just staring at a bin Deef <laughs> 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 Doug's day stuff like that, you know. <laughs> uh, um, oh fuck,
0: where
1: were, where we were we there? All right, 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 so Amblin'. amblin um, we're Amblin' on here. So I reckon it would have got picked up, but um, it might not have been as good.
0: Uh, I, I don't think. I mean, the, 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 there was this talk, they, they did write a Bible for the show. Mm. I think it was Amblin that produced that Bible, and I think some of it sounded pretty bad.
1: See, that I, I, there was a lot of... When you dropped the big ambling bomb, it, a lot of things fell into place, right? Mm. So the actual... Um, like, some of the crew... Yeah. So the guy who scored it... I can't remember his name now, but I really recognised the name. He all scored right, okay. all the DSV. Oh, right, okay, okay, And like there was like, something that took me about DSV and kept me coming back, regardless how... And it was shite. <laughs> <laughs> regardless how shite it was, was that it had this. And at the time, there was nothing else really on TV like it. It had a huge cinematic... Uh, scale yeah and a big part of that was the score and like it, no other show had an actual i think it was orchestrated as well you know so right. like that was pretty cool that was like wee mini movies you uh, know and it obviously had that huge production value and i yeah. got that yeah. all that escapism and stuff but uh, and i recognized him his name from a few other films as well and then after imdb'd him i'm like of course what he's done is he's had this career of um basically bumping up shite right and like you know get, giving it like a nice bike so like um hocus pocus right it, it's okay it's <laughs> it's fine my girlfriend loves it, so uh-huh. I have to watch it every Halloween. But, like, so something I take away from it now, though, is the score's fucking great. Right. And But th- at that point, Disney were putting no money or hope into it, really. Uh-huh. It wasn't supposed to be that big, you
0: know? So he came in and bumped it up. He came
1: in, bumped it up, and he st- done the same with, like, uh, I think it was, I know what you did last summer, I rec- recognised his name for it mm-hmm. as well. Fine, it's okay. But again, the, s- the score's really great. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, like, mm-hmm. again, like, with Doctor Who, with this, like, mm-hmm. there's some
0: some parts like, it's really uh, it's really the score's great yeah yeah it's got some good stuff definitely um okay so let's talk about the let's talk about the fucking film <laughs> talk
1: about the fucking movie talk about the fucking movie um so i've got i've got notes here right and I, obviously i wrote i was writing them down as i went along so it's chronological
0: it's funny like I, I was talking to someone else about this the other day but there's sort of devotion to continuity by bringing in sylvester mccoy mm-hmm. in the beginning and like, just confused, Obviously, just confusing any new audience there. So like, how? I mean, you know that. I mean, you know, every. I mean, you're savvy enough to know the history of the show. So I guess. I mean, even I watching it, like that was the first time I'd seen Sylvester McCoy when I watched it. That would have been the, and I, I knew what was going on. And I, I think that I do remember actually being quite excited by that concept as a kid. Anyway, but how did you? How did you feel about that? How did I feel a bit so like, bringing back? But like, basically, the right, idea that I, the main character is yep.
1: played by someone else at the start mm-hmm. of it. Well, first of all, this film is like a, a, a bluffer mm-hmm. uh, for me. Like, yeah. This is how I found out. Everything about oh, yeah. Doctor Who. Yeah. And like, because it is like a bluffer's guide, it basically reintroduces a new audience, the American audience, yeah, yeah. to Doctor Who. That's true. Like, I got the whole backstory and I felt like I'm a fan now. I yeah. know that, you know? <laughs> and uh, and like, one of the first conversations I had with you about Doctor Who, I was like, I dropped the hands like, he's got two hearts. And you're like,
0: <laughs> oh, he knows. <laughs> <laughs> he knows his beans, this boy. <laughs> no, totally. No, you're absolutely right, because that's where I, I would have learned a lot of it. Yeah. As well. uh-huh. yeah, right. So,
1: like, there's that. So I thought the way that they uh, kind of introduced that, like, you were totally in a deep end. I'm all for those because I'm a lazy fuck. I just want. <laughs> I right, get get to the point. You know, <laughs> skip skip to the end. And uh ah, you're just right in the deep end. And I thought that was great. I thought uh, how they dealt with that and like knowing that, like you know, it's like obviously I know you can't not know being a sci-fi fan. Like buying Starlog. Like, mm-hmm. jigger, like I bought Starlog a lot. And then, um, like, you can't miss Doctor Who. So I knew who Sylvester McCoy was. And I knew who all these other doctors were. And mm-hmm. I knew who the Daleks were and Cybermen, things like that. So, like, I had a rough history. Uh, and then when that film came on, it was like, here's who he is. This is what he does. Although I did. Is this the only time that you see the regeneration? Like, No. 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 Is it usually like? Because it was no, pretty gross. Diff- there's
0: different takes on it right, all okay. of the time. I mean, it's interesting the regeneration through the years. Generally what they do is they line up the two actors and then do like a crossfade. Right. But sometimes it's like the very, very first one is incredible actually for it being a studio series. The way they they did it back then is that they obviously just they lay William Hartnell on the ground. And then obviously they would add a second camera on Patrick Troughton, but in the exact same position. And they blasted the exposure up on the face. So it bleached it right out. And then it comes back in. The face is still there, but as it comes back in, it's it's almost seamless turns ah, into, nice. and it's really like they just through the years they find different ways of doing it basically right. obviously now they've got the standard kind of explosion of light thing going on where they you know but um yeah there's no mad faces i mean i don't know if they just looked at sylvester <laughs> mccoy and went that boy can make some wild aye, faces aye, i
1: think i've got like an a wet dream regeneration there you go <laughs> that's it it looks like he's just having a rare old time on that
0: <laughs> on that slab it's funny as well actually because the thing i always forget is that it's not... He gets shot. He comes out the TARDIS and the first thing that happens to him, he gets shot. I know, it's he's like, got all smiles as well. Right. I know, it's kind of... I'm really sad about it because it's just like... <laughs> Sylvester McCoy is so happy-go-lucky and he's like, hello... <laughs> It's like, you're
1: an American now, bitch. Uh, totally, <laughs> aye. I know that's one of the other things I've got, right? So first off, I've got fonts, free exclamation marks. There's a lot of fucking fonts going on at the start, isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> <And> they- <laughs> yeah. Well, right, so aye, that's that's the first note I've got, fonts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lovely, 90s fonts. And then machine guns. So, like, it's not often you see a Doctor Who where there's actual... Like threat, you know. there's no much
0: jeopardy. There's fucking
1: actual wee it's gangsters like, coming. You're not,
0: you're not talking your way at this one. <laughs> oh,
1: it's here just... you go. This, is kind of a gangstery one, I suppose. <laughs> there's a gang with guns, you know. <laughs> <laughs> fucking McCoy getting shot, and it was weird. I was sitting watching it, uh, and my girlfriend was next to me, and and I said, I was like, the nurse is going to come in, and she's going to say this guy's got two hearts, and right enough she did, and it was kind of like that was. That's the one thing that really stuck in my uh, head most.
0: Like, well, see again. So this is what this is the bit that I forget. I always think he gets killed because he's shot. The bullets don't kill him. Yeah. It's the surgery that surgery, kills yeah, him. Yeah. And, he's and got, there's that it, horrible uh, yeah, moment he where he pulls the probe. Out, uh-huh. and, oh my god! That always was like, oh, <laughs>
1: that was great. Really great. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And <laughs> really um, so next, uh, they spend a long time in surgery torture porn. <laughs> I right, so this uh, that surgery scene goes on for a fucking while. <laughs> You're <laughs> like,
0: poor guy. All those weird you... sort of stark point of view shots as well. Yeah, man. yeah. Uh-huh. I, I know, there is something. <laughs> like... check his
1: penis isn't longer than that. <laughs> <laughs> This is going to hurt.
0: <laughs> the, the, like That's the thing. is like I, Again, going back to it now that um, it's taken me a long time to appreciate Sylvester McCoy era Doctor Who actually because it is mental and a lot of it is shite. And, <laughs> um, but I love it. Because they were really trying to build up the, act. there was, when he when he was when it was his show, they were still making it the same way they made the old ones, like in studios and on, you know, like shooting almost like a soap, but they were really trying to build up the action and trying to make it more exciting, and it just didn't gel. But but I do I do I'm really fond of him. So now when I watch that, it hurts even more. They're just like you're killing them. Aye aye, <laughs> dad. <laughs> No, <laughs> there's something really weird about like watching a <laughs> beloved character die, even yeah. though you know the character. You knew going in that the character was going to die, mm-hmm. and you know it has to happen because what happens next. But you're still just like, oh, come on!
1: Again, the other thing that I really want to like Doctor Who, right? One of uh-huh. the other things that made me want to love it mm-hmm. is that, like, and it. I think that's nothing that you really get from any other show. It's like, you have to deal with the death of not just a major character, but the main, the main character, character repeatedly. I know. You know? So I think that's really, really interesting.
0: It's, it's, it, I mean, I, I think it's, it's literally as a show of infinite potential because you can have anyone yep. play the character at any time and then every other character can be anyone as well because fuck it (laughs) exactly the the companions can you can change them all the time you can change the set all the time you can change how they dress you can change where they go you can change what happens you can change the rules because nothing absolutely nothing is solid yeah Um, and i like that it's teaching like the younger audience now that it's obviously like pulled
1: in over the since it came back um like it's teaching like a lot of younger folk how to mm-hmm. deal with loss and things that like, you don't yeah. get that in many shows or uh-huh. films even like a lot of people skirt around that subject. It's still quite taboo, oddly enough. But with yeah, Doctor Who, it, it's like he, this. We and like even like we Waynes are getting privy to the fact that like he's going to die. I'm going to yeah. have to deal with that. That's a that's a lot but, for like a wee person to take in.
0: Regeneration of the main character is such a unique thing to Doctor Who as well because. I think the thing that's interesting that it is is like it is literally the most bittersweet mm-hmm. thing. It's the most bittersweet. Unless well, they're bringing a woman into uh, the fucking
1: <laughs> equation, eh?
0: <laughs> oh, for fuck's
1: sake! oh are oh, they fucking had tea?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the, the chat. I Always love. It's like I think it's great. There's a woman in the show, but did they have to Nah, <laughs> like, I know. Eh? I know. Bad. Do you know what you say, to folk? Like uh, at least, he, at least she's white, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Um, sorry, so the, sorry yeah, so the regeneration thing right I think the thing that's kind of odd about it is that it's really really sad but it's also just like as it's you're watching the main character die but there's also this anticipation of you're like I'm really sad and now I'm ex- like literally split second later I'm really excited because this <laughs> person is playing the character that I've never seen before and yep. now the character's changing again and that's that's really cool because I can't think of any other show where yep, something like that may totally you're right and it does have
1: infinite possibilities. But what they decide to do is not destroy Westminster. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Which is ultimately Actually, unforgivable. Has
0: I think Chris Reckleson did it? Hey, did he? Aye, um Aliens of London. They blew up Down the Street. Aye, but I all got fixed. Aye, I all got but rebuilt. Aye. aye, see right, okay. <laughs> right. Let's get aye. But I know, like I know. I'm just <laughs> that was a technicality, I suppose. Aye,
1: aye. <laughs> exactly. Like that was something that took me like because I watched the first two mm-hmm. uh, up to like it wasn't because Catherine Tate was in it but when Catherine Tate showed up I just kind of fell off of it really? it wasn't particularly because of her it's just like that's when oh, I stopped right, watching right, it yeah, give yeah. you an idea right? Yeah. and um it, it done this thing where I was with it mm-hmm. for the first series partly because of Christopher Eccleston but a big part of it was it, 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 it kind of hit the reset button after oh. every episode right mm-hmm. but see on a sci-fi show when mm-hmm. something happens on a global scale when the characters are trying to keep a lot of things under wraps and secret. Something goes, you know? There's like... I can't quite explain what it is, but something just goes. That level of mystery... Like, this isn't just a a thing that's happening to the team. Mm -hmm. Now, it's not just happening in Sunnydale. It's happening in the world. And you you suddenly lose a lot of intimacy with the characters. I I know it sounds a bit daft. Mm. Like, like, you know... You're still with them. It's just happening on a global scale. But... I don't know, like, believability and things like that. It's less contained and it feels a bit messy after something like that happens.
0: The best stuff like that is always told from how it's affecting them personally, though. Yeah, no, no, I know. I mean, it's the same with all, like, major catastrophe films or zombie films or whatever, Mm. it's always just, like, how is that? affecting... You're only really interested in how it's affecting these people. Yeah, yeah, no, it's
1: like... um, Some of my favourite films are... Like, huge global events happening from a small town's perspective or something, you know, like Stephen King stuff, like, or, um,
0: signs, back to signs, or, uh, Night uh, of the Living Dead. N- number three, Independence Day. Independence Day, exactly. But I know, I know what you mean, though, I do know what you mean. <laughs> um, how did we get onto this?
1: Uh, we were talking about... Regeneration. Bit- regeneration, right, okay, so, moving swiftly onto my next note. Mm-hmm. Doctor's tit-splitting dress. She's on oh, and see that <laughs> oh, poor woman's chuddies. She's got like an upper torso four pack.
0: Aye, she's wearing a corset or something. Aye, and, uh, and poor she's a uh, woman. I know. They obviously just had her on call so she could run in. They could have that scene of her running in. Dramatic, into the, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. like, you know, what, fine. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. Uh, and like, so they winch, right? See, okay, so this is interesting because this was a massive thing they do
1: because he doesn't win his companions because no. i mean let's face it he's a bit of a pervert the doctor isn't he <laughs> So always always
0: I mean, a lot of young lasses always I a lot of young I lasses
1: <laughs> one for the dads one exactly get billy's pipers out <laughs> <laughs>
0: right, well no the, like <laughs> again um this the film kind of uh Informs a lot of what comes after it as well. I think you've got this sort of energetic young, but also very romantic. I mean, you get look at him; you're just like, of course he's going to be getting after Of course, man, I'd absolutely get after Kate <laughs> <laughs> He's so handsome. <laughs> um, but. um yeah, that was a I, that was the kind of that was a funny one because I think a lot of people were like, oh, "Wait, oh, the, oh come on,
1: that winching.
0: Oh, oh come on!" It's
1: like being a toddler and seeing like people kiss go. Ew! Yeah, <laughs> that was the the reaction of the fan base. I think. <laughs> yes.
0: I think a lot of I think you know I think what's happened is over the years people I think it's I think it's taken time but a lot of people are going back to it and going, oh, this is this is good."
1: Well, that's the thing; it works in the context of that film. Aye, you know, like aye. of course they winch and no, they should. Like the whole, that's what they were alluding to, All and right. I don't think there was a will-they-want-they thing. Yeah. It was like, it was more of a, it's a matter of time before they're getting out. <laughs> Maybe you're the result of some weird genetic experiment. I don't think so. But you have no recollection of family.
0: No. No, 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 no. wait, 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 wait. I
1: remember, I'm, I, I'm with my father, we're lying back in the grass, it's a warm Gallifreyan night.
0: Gallifreyan? Gallifrey! yes this must be where i live now where is that i've never heard of it
1: what do you remember a meteor storm that the, the sky above us was dancing with lights
0: purple green brilliant yellow yes what these shoes they fit perfectly yes i wonder how that series would have played out
1: aye just <laughs> them shagging all the time in the us <laughs> oh, <good. laughs> <laughs> Like fucking on onto that big lever and that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, Christ Um, <laughs> lickouts through space. So. <laughs> so the next note I've got is Mortal Kombat Cobra.
0: Oh, the master. The master. Mhm.
1: Great villain, by the way. Yeah, he's good. And obviously Eric Roberts fuck me oh, plays him so like I think it would have been it would have been nuts at that time huh? like being a, a an American actor mm-hmm. and b trying to like work with a new tone but still respect it well like I don't know if this was the intention of Eric Roberts. Mm. I highly doubt it <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like he hams it right up Oh, he's like he's got yeah there, obviously there's a big Terminator vibe going on yeah uh-huh. give me the
1: bag. Where is he? Who? Yeah, the man you stole these things from. Where is he? Those are mine now. He's dead. He's not dead. He's stolen my body. But... And I will die unless we bring him back here. You're going to help me do that. Do you understand?
0: Well, What's in it for me? You get to live. It's like yeah no so Eric Roberts is in it he's the he's the basically the the um like the Americans or you know the people paying for the show are like we need an American if you're gonna have a British hero we're gonna need an American villain at least mm-hmm. we're gonna need some kind of name so that's how they ended up with Eric Roberts but no you're right I do love him because it's like obviously the master up until that point had been a sort of very sort of prim English kind of pantomime. Kind of villain. Ah, right. Okay. So That's perfect. He, then, yeah, he transfers that to like he's kind of ah. perfect for that role. See, that was going. But you're right. I don't think it was intentional. Right. <laughs> <laughs> ah, no, no. Fucking, but
1: yeah. Like, so the Mortal Kombat Cobra is uh-huh. how the uh, how the master first manifests himself uh, between bodies. So what's the deal? Is he a parasite then? No, he's. <sighs> is he like Venom?
0: He is a he, no. He has a Time Lord. They've obviously just. I mean, they ha- they have established that he's been stolen folks' bodies before. Right, okay. but um, ah, so he's he's, but he's, he's the, the deal with the Master was that he was always on his last life. Right. Like, a, a, a Time Lord has a certain amount of regenerations, and he was on his last one. And, is um, it 12? They
1: have 13 lives? They have 13 lives, so it's ah. 12
0: regenerations, yeah. So, the, obviously, the beginning of the story is that for some reason he's taken to Scarrow, the home planet of the Daleks, to be executed. That's weird. Let's just gloss over that. Right. Um, and then he asks the Doctor to take his remains to the back to Gallifrey uh-huh. and then he turns into some sort of goo and gets into an ambulance driver's body but I mean again that's <laughs> again that's Doctor Who just... which is
1: funny because Eric Roberts was in a film called The Ambulance which yeah. is essentially Christine but with well, an ambulance
0: never... <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't the ambulance was he? no no no. I, I, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: What are you doing tonight, Eric? I'm an ambulance. <laughs> right, fine. Just make some money, son. Just we need we need milk. We need a new ceiling. <laughs> Go and be an ambulance. Right, you then. Imagine I'm being a big idiot. Right, bye. Right. <laughs> I've got, uh, uh, I've got shite on my shoe. And he's in the middle of the living room. Have you got something I can scrape it halfway? Thanks.
0: I know that's his his American persona. That's completely for on screen. As soon as yeah, the yeah. cameras are off, it's like, hey, Eric, you want to grab some lunch? No, Love. I had a packet of biscuits. <laughs> I've got a piece. <laughs> I've got a piece of
1: crisps. Butter on it. Bye. <laughs> oh. Walking into your room, oh I forgot my shoes. <laughs> <laughs> How did you get here, Eric? don't bye. <laughs> right, so the the fact like so he appears as like a Mortal Kombat so, cobra. Yeah, again right? that's just... and that's what an introduction though for me. I was like, this aesthetic, love it. Yeah. Big yeah. T2 rip-off, <laughs> shocking CGI, like TV movie grade. But see at that time I remember seeing it and thinking well,
0: oh, there's money in this. <laughs> <laughs> well, CGI goo was definitely a thing back then, wasn't it? Because it's like, well, we can do that.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw Try it's like I... the abyss happened. And everybody's like,
0: fucking dead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know? I don't know where the whole him spitting on because there was a wee bit. There, there's um, the hip- hypnosis. He was able. He yep. hypnotized people in the original, in the classic series, but the whole spitting on people that was new.
1: <laughs> right. Uh uh-huh. So right, <clears> he <throat> it basically he's got these these. Lovely emerald green eyes, Oh yeah. and he keeps the shades on. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've got here that he looks like Jesus in a Sister's of Mercy video, <laughs> and like his portrayal as well. It's like it's a, a lot of low angles, yeah. and like you know, he's quite an imposing uh, character and stuff. And like see when he gives the look. Oh, yeah. you're like, oh, yes, this is this is rotten. Give me more. <laughs> I know.
0: I see see the bit as well. Like I, th- I, I don't know how much they missed this line until last time I watched it, but it's like. You know, time's running out. The world's about to end. He has got such a limited amount of time. Mm-hmm. And the doctor's like, you still found time to change, though, didn't you? <laughs> and he's like, I always dress to impress or something like that. I yeah. like, this is fucking brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he looks minted as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man.
1: Aye, so, like, I've got... Aye, in fact, another Eric Roberts... I like Eric Roberts a lot. I know, I know. <laughs> Eric Roberts... Eh, peels a nail off oh, like. looking like a dreadnought doorman right so see when he peels a nail see off
0: the I love when he's talking to them in the hospital he's like where's the Asian boy he's like the Asian boy you're sick <laughs> I know what's the implication there I don't know
1: see but like they didn't I wanted more It has. I wanted more of the like the Brundle thing I wanted uh, more of his Bucking a jar. <laughs> you know, like like so he peels his fingernail off and it's really icky. Aye. It looks great. And yeah. I think the tone's spot on for it as well. It's like that kinda of fantasy violence mm-hmm. that they could have ran with. And mm-hmm. like the the prosthetics and stuff like that look pretty decent as well. Yeah, so yeah. like I was kinda of, I was wanting more of that. I was disappointed that like, in my head, like I remembered them falling to bits, but it was uh, just obviously. Yeah, just come re- out and Again, like the implied uh, change
0: in them, uh, you know. Uh, but I think that's that they could have done a lot more with that. I think. I hear again. I hear when they were making the uh, the film, they were given thirty days to shoot, and then that very quickly became twenty days, and it just oh, it just you know money it just, it just, it's the same old story it's just time and money disappeared and yeah there was probably a lot more that they could have done on that front yeah
1: but. aye definitely <laughs> I mean it's probably just the fact that Eric Roberts couldn't be fucked with he's like oh, I'm not <laughs> sitting in prosthetics no I'm scared I don't like the makeup no don't <laughs> don't Doin-
0: take me out did Danny. Eric we'll get you a sweetie for the shop if you no <laughs> I don't want a
1: sweetie <laughs> no, I totally like a like a, a piss stain on his trousers just a wee bit too big. You know, it's not like it's not like just a wee bit of, no a wet penny. It's like he's started and then only just realized a good good second in. Oh I better stop <laughs> Oh
0: this is good. This is good.
1: <laughs> right, so um <laughs> the next note I've got here fuck me Paul McCann's handsome.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh see his entrance, his, his entrance again like I love the guy in the morgue yep yeah, yeah. Working, I love all hey, that stuff
1: I, um, what's his name again he was in the fucking Three Stooges remake the he's in, a, he's in Southland Tales as well he's great he? man yeah yeah he does a lot he was really good on Vine too he, like his Vine account was great is that Will Sasso? Sasso that's fuck his name me uh, yeah, it's Will that's Sasso aye uh, yeah. aye Shit. Aye, and yeah, he's he's great. Like just even you can tell though he's uh like he's making the most of having
0: that wee bit of screen time. And it is, like, Aye, he's, like, he's, uh, yeah, it's he's great. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well Sasso. John Doe on the toe I, was, I don't know why, why I love yeah. that line ah, yeah that's a good yeah that's John Doe
1: on the toe yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: yep Um. so but I don't know where they got this idea that, that a doctor freshly regenerated could kick down a door <laughs> but it's good it's good oof, I love that one the, entrance the, the thunder and all that yeah, yeah. but when he walks into that bit of the hospital like where's that that's all water and ah, so- yeah. And he sees the smashed mirror <laughs> and does the who am I? I. <laughs> <laughs> I know that's good, man.
1: After after a big, delicious wet dream, <laughs> screaming, "Who am I? <laughs> I?" Wonder what he was dreaming of it. <laughs> I um something that kind of threw me. I was like, "Has this always been the case?" Uh, it gets into Tardis using a Yale lock.
0: Um. Is that is that the deal? Aye. Uh, well, it's <laughs> the you know it's the Yale lock slips aside. It's actually the Yale is a a disguise. Right. It's got a special key. Uh huh but i it, it's so, oh,
1: that's that's oh. how you get into the tardis just i quote my keys
0: i mean there's probably i mean a fan would probably give you an explanation about like <laughs> how you know the tardis looks like a police box, so that's why it's got a yellow... But yeah, you're right, it's just a fucking... You know. <laughs> a key. I mean, now, it's the click in the fingers that opens the TARDIS now. But I did like the whole... The key in the cubbyhole above the... Yeah, yeah, aye. aye I like that. No, that's good. I just... No, don't get me wrong. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's just
1: a key into a fucking time machine, you know? That TARDIS set, though. It's gorgeous. lovely. Aye, it's... totally. Aye. And can it kind of reminded me of um the... There's the Hannibal, the Shan Hannibal TV series, Shannibal. <laughs> <laughs> uh He had, like Lecter's um, office mm-hmm. is pretty much the exact same layout, and it reminded me a lot of that. Like right. very ornate, and but like the Tardis here, I wanted to be. Uh, That's the only time I've watched Doctor and been like, I want to go. There. That looks cozy as
0: fuck. I know. You just want to well, because there's a wee Tardis set on the Div- uh, Tardis set tour on the DVD. It's not very good, but like it's footage they've just someone's thought about like there's the, clearly the ideas that the doctors collected stuff over the years and just you know oh, keeps right, it
1: cool aye <clears throat> um,
0: yeah but it's it is one of those sets you're like I really want to just have it's like the Simpsons when you
1: go into the basement and you see the uh, like, like um, artifacts for
0: the previous episodes but it's a TARDIS set like see that's no... the
1: like, thing I fucking love that stuff I know but the Queen <laughs> 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 that old cunt <laughs> Ruining everything, including Doctor Who. I said my piece. And then the note I've got here next is Eric Roberts showing up wearing a curtain shop. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's some outfit, isn't it? Uh, it's like, it's, it's... total like, uh, oh fuck, what's his name? The Barry for Flash Gordon.
0: Oh, Ming the Merciless. Uh, it's like a total uh, Ming job,
1: isn't it? <laughs> Ming job. <laughs> There's the episode name. <laughs> <laughs> Ming job. <laughs> That's what they'll be doing in the TARDIS if the show got <laughs> mine jobs in space. <laughs> it's like fake taxi, but in a TARDIS. <laughs>
0: That's a lovely master. <laughs> fake TARDIS. No. no, don't do this to me.
1: Uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, what's, what's the other note here? The master shoulda went full Seth Brundle aye there you go the master shoulda I kind of remain writing I'm like a fucking doctor and then finally loads of winching aye. <laughs> like, aye that was mostly like a way to put that down so that I could talk about like what the fuck is is yeah. the deal there not that I have a
0: problem with it also um, that whole thing in the 90s where uh, everyone was building up to the, millen- the new millennium yeah because obviously it's made the mid 90s but it's set in 1999 yep. like so many things it's like you know at that time it's like we're approaching 1999 is going to be the end of the world guys. It was always used as such a plot point. Yeah, but
1: like, I forgot about that like that yeah. <laughs> and so obviously on the build up to that there was you know the millennium bug. Yeah. The matrix had just come out. <laughs> you know what like the internet's actually working uh, you know.
0: I I was funny yeah because I mean well, obviously that, that compounded that, that whole Yeah. M- well, well, I mean that obviously predates all of that. Yeah yeah totally. Aye, but it, but you're right it sort of it just kept going mm-hmm. that that as a plot point. Yep. And then it became a plot point in real life. Lights <laughs> totally. were gonna fall at the sky and all sorts of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Aye. But Aye. like again, imagine watching that as a longtime fan for the first time and all the like the fucking on the bike and the, all the effects. It must have just been like woofed. Aye. What's going on here? Aye.
1: Like I, I I remember watching it first time around and thinking, right? This is it. Then right. this is the the Doctor Who I'm going to watch.
0: Well, interestingly, um, it did. I think it did really well over here. Um, but the chat is is that they put it up against the very last episode of Roseanne.
1: Oh, it's and a man. toughie, isn't it? And
0: you would I know you would say like what's the crossover with Roseanne and Doctor Who fans? They can But you're talking about like Roseanne. What, that, yeah, well, that I was, was a fan of both. Uh, like, that was technically event. Well. You're talking about event television, basically. I would
1: have been conflicted. Aye. I probably would have watched Roseanne. You know, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm a fan of both, because I wasn't a fan of Doctor Who then. I certainly I am now, but... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, you know, I yeah. would have been a fan of that Doctor Who, yeah. definitely. Uh, but, aye, so I would have wanted to watch her, but if it's up against Roseanne, I'm fucking I'm watching Roseanne. I know, I know.
0: So that was a bit of a shame. Um... And so that, so aye, my point really is came. I would've I
1: would have lost out on that. <laughs> and countless people can you know what? Fuck Roseanne Barr. Here's another reason to <laughs> 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 <That> old asshole, a <laughs> belligerent old prick <laughs> Um
0: But I think I think I do you know what I'm really glad that I got I mean I think I think that was the perfect episode for you. Um but I'm also really glad that I reassessed it myself because i really really enjoyed it cool. really really Good. enjoyed it like um i can see me watching that again like soon because it was yeah. just
1: and you know what time of year as well it's nice um we're obviously going to be uh discussing other things later Aye. on our other on other podcast arguably better podcast <laughs> 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 uh, about winter warming films uh-huh. films i mean and this is like getting that nice nostalgic Hang. It does And yeah. watching it Like obviously When it's freezing cold Outside as well yeah. Like all those things Happening at once Yeah
0: The 90s mm-hmm. warmth
1: And Doctor Who Being affiliated with Christmas For me anyway Again yeah. the jumpers thing And mm-hmm. it's on every Christmas And there's always A big deal about it And then um, uh, Yeah so I think uh, I, I might, might Might dust this off Next winter right? Good good, It's good But right so What I've done is uh-huh. I thought I'm Richie's Having me on his show Uh huh the honor, the privilege, it's overwhelming. Yeah. I should do something. Alright, oh, okay. So I I put together a wee quiz for you. Oh shit, right, okay. I put together a wee Doctor Who quiz for oh, you. Oh no. Yep.
0: This is where I start start to fall apart. This is when people are like, he doesn't he's not a fuck He's right, guy. So
1: five questions. Okay. Question one. Mm-hmm. Who is multiple choice, right? Uh-huh. Who is your favourite Sylvester? <laughs> a. McCoy. Uh-huh. B. Stallone. Oh. C <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's my favourite Sylvester? It's, it's It's, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, the ruffle man himself, Sylvester, uh, yeah, Sylvester. Sylvester? Aye. The cat? Uh, Sylvester McCoy. <laughs> uh, so Sorry, McCoy, I meant to say McCoy, not sorry, I'll do that again. You fucked it. I <laughs> fucked it. I made McCoy. a funny question. I, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Why did I say Sylvester? I meant not McCoy. Not even Stallone. You prefer McCoy over
1: Stallone? I love... St- Stallone's a, a... He's a talking handbag. How can you not <laughs> love <it>? him? <laughs> it
0: is a hard question. Huh? No,
1: doubt. no No, I mean, it's fine if
0: that's really how you McCoy. want to live your life. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I like the way St- Stallone can kind he of roll his R's the way McCoy can <laughs> I
1: am <laughs> in, uh, in one of his scenes in the TARDIS sorry in his regeneration he's certainly rolling his own R's <laughs> <laughs> I was tenuous I know but I'm glad I went now. right okay question two mm-hmm. what does TARDIS stand for
0: <laughs> you're going to give me multiple choice if I've got to answer this because I can answer it if you want a, if you want
1: yep okay, okay. so I've got to there's two answers. What's oh, right,
0: yours? Okay. Mine's is time and relative dimension in space. Yep,
1: that's, you, you could have had that. Uh-huh. You could have <laughs> also had... Tadgers are really dry in space.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. right, all this
1: time. Question three, not multiple choice. Okay. Boom, here we go. Has a girl ever touched your willy because of Doctor Who? Because of Doctor Who? Mm-hmm so it could be being a fan could be you sitting down and her being like oh he's nice but he's sitting next to me so I'll touch him instead
0: <laughs> you know I don't think that's ever happened <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if, if it's nah nah,
1: nah. No, no, not even like a wee bit of chat like <laughs> on the
0: way actually um, my girlfriend from eons ago um, when we first started talking we both realised we were completely obsessed with Doctor Who, so maybe, yeah, nice. I guess
1: so. All right, ah, right, good, yes, yeah. that's that's good, man. Doctor Who bring people together. <laughs> Get my boy his first ming job. <laughs> <laughs> you call back, yeah. Right, okay. Multiple choice question number four. Name two types of actual screwdrivers you'd find in the real fucking world. <laughs> a Phillips and a flat. He's got it. I would have also accepted Dr. types, Doctor <laughs> <Dr>. Way. <Wei. laughs> I would have also accepted like the kind of screwdriver, so like a torque ratchet or manual. All oh, right, okay. And also the delicious cocktail. <laughs> Question five. No, this is not multiple choice. Okay. So I'm ve- this is a very tough one, but here we go. You ready? Mm-hmm. In the 2014 Brazzers production, the Doctor. <laughs> Which companion made my arse cheeks clap so hard they set off car alarms as far as Kilmarnock?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and is this a, the a, the Brazzers?
1: Aye. Which companion?
0: This is. Are we looking for an actor's name? or mm-hmm. It's got to be a British one, right? Mm hmm. I can't think of any british porn stars are you serious
1: <laughs> i'll whittle it down for you mate. she's scottish
0: oh G- georgie right. is she in is she in um oh christ big georgie georgie, <laughs> georgie. L- G- how do you pronounce that name georgie lyle lyle how do you know her name For <laughs> 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 you you dirty bastard uh, here we go i know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Health. And, and uh,
1: <clears throat> finally uh, I made up a wee Doctor Who joke <laughs> okay. Right Now hold on, I need to get my phone mm-hmm. And get it all lined up Right, okay,
0: here we go mm-hmm. Knock knock Who's there? Doctor Doctor Who <laughs> Wake up now oh, man. ipa hoo IPA Could go IPA right now.
1: I <laughs> know what an <laughs> advert for IPA. <laughs> Sierra Nevada. ipa hoo <I-B-I-O. laughs>
0: Right, um I'm gonna go through some of the questions that I got online see if any of them are any good. Okay. I, think, I know Owen sent us an actual good one actually, so
1: I've not I've deliberately not looked at any of the responses.
0: Uh Okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to go for um, one of the chosen few of, a, of previous episodes of I Hate Doctor Who, <sighs> uh, Mechagamesville himself. If a new Doctor Who movie were to happen, what do you think would have to happen to give it the best chances of success? And does the TV movie tell you anything about what should be avoided if it were to be attempted again?
1: Mm. First off, just fucking destroy the monarchy. <laughs> <laughs> Identify problems within Great Britain. Right. Tackle, uh, tackle racism. Genuinely. <laughs> tackle all that shit. Right. Don't skirt around it. Just be like, we have a big problem here. Mm-hmm. We have a big problem with big gammon-faced and cunts.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Interestingly, that's kind of happening in the new one. Is it? It's not specifically with. British people, though, unfortunately. But <laughs> there is a bit of that going on. Right. Um, no, but nice.
1: seriously, I think, see, like, use this, use the Doctor Who movie as a template. and mm-hmm. reintroduced a completely new audience to the Doctor. I think it, um,
0: yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I, I think if, if you're talking about a movie, you're probably going to end, you're probably talking about finding an actor it would probably end up being an actor like a new actor playing the main character yep. for uh, example mm. it would probably have to be a big name maybe um, so
1: yeah do you know what uh, oh Christ I've completely forgotten his name Confessions of a Dangerous Mind Sam Rockwell Sam Rockwell would be fucking good oh, Um, because I don't think like you know, there's any reason for him it have to be you know from here yeah that's true it, it could be from literally anywhere and also any colour mhm you know so uh, naturally i chose a white man <laughs> <laughs> Um yeah i think sam rockwell could carry something like that again like that charisma without being overbearingly tenant mm-hmm. Um and
0: i would say like just do some of the things that russell t davis did when he brought it back like just make it more accessible like things that russell t davis did when he brought it back is he wrote this story that All of his people had died in a big war, but the reason for that was just to give it no weight and just clean slate. So, it's interesting. I don't know how you would approach that one, because obviously, there's such a rich history to the show that how would you not want to tap into that, but then you'd... mm.
1: I think, but, judging by, like, see, you know what The Force Awakens did? Mm-hmm. In fact, not The Force Awakens, The Last Jedi. Mm-hmm. See what The Last Jedi did in terms of respecting the original mythology and then obviously developing it as well. Yeah. I think there might need to be changes. If they do it, pardon me, um, maybe deal with, save it up until, so what, what happens in the 13th, or the 12th regenerate, sorry, the 13th life? They just die after that. It's happened already. Is that What? Who?
0: <clears throat> um, Don't fucking like me. <laughs> <laughs> well, obviously you got John Hurt, who's who was an extra one, right? Mm-hmm. So, and, and there was like a big shock cliffhanger finale where um, David Tennant regenerated, but something happened where he regenerated back into David Tennant, right? So technically, David Tennant was two lives. All right, and okay. then you had John Hurt. So when Matt Smith regenerated, he was like, "This is it. I'm going to die." And then the Time Lords basically granted them more lives. Because they have that power, they gave them more lives, basically. Right. Them new, new that run.
1: seems a bit lazy. <laughs> that seems like lazy writing, really. We'll just give you more lives, mate. Like it's fucking Bubsy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I mean, they had... But I mean, I'd, I'd, yeah.
1: You know? So I reckon what they should do, if, if they're making a, a movie of it, uh-huh. don't go in for the potential of a new... I know I'm kind of like, you know, contra- conflicting what I'm saying about building on the mythology and things like that, mm-hmm. but just for that movie, contain it, kill him, it's done. There you go. Seriously, <laughs> if you're going to make a big deal, well, kill of it, him at the end. Kill him right at the end, poof. There you go. And then what you're doing is you're, um, you're harking, like, you're acknowledging the part in the mythology of Doctor Who where you have to cope with loss, you have to deal with, you know, whereas ultimately the end <laughs> this of this. This is really bleak. <laughs> I fucking right. So, kill him, maybe. Maybe even make it really disturbing, right? Like you know how. Uh, well, there
0: is the idea that you can be killed if you if you kill a time lord properly. If you get them before they regenerate or mid regeneration, you can. All oh, right. Snuff them out. So they're like kind of like at a wee weak point. Oh. It's
1: like it's like you can swipe a toy for a dog when it's taking a shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes. That exactly. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. Right. Got you. Um. It's funny. I think. I was talking about this to someone recently and like how there was that sort of little phase where they were playing episodes in the cinema mm. and it just fit like the uh, the anniversary special and then they played Peter Capaldi's first one.
1: I, I was like, so listening back on that, I was like reminded of the first time I seen something like that. And it's when they were, remember they started putting adverts um before films for Lost. Mm. It's the first time I've ever seen anything like that, like a TV show. And mm. it's so f- so odd seeing the Channel 4 logo on the big screen.
0: Well, uh, well, that's the odd thing about... I get, it's that old conversation again, but obviously sometimes you see a trailer for something and you're like, oh, this looks like a good film. And then it gets to the end you're like, oh, it's a TV show. Yep. Aye. <laughs> um, I mean, oh, nine God times it. out of ten, I think you can tell, but um, I think what film is always going to have over TV in terms of production is just time to achieve more. Um but what was the point I was making? Sorry, is that when I was talking to someone else about it, they did make the point it was like, well, why would you have to? Because mm-hmm. the episodes are so big, you can just bang one on in the cinema and everyone goes to see it. Like, the, <laughs> aye, aye. the anniversary special was screened at the same time all around the world in cinemas, and it was enormous. It was like one of the biggest cinematic events of the year, and it was just like, and it was just an episode. That's cool.
1: That's so really cool. It's, it, like, I went to uh, see the Backstreet Boys documentary. Speaking uh, of event cinema, uh-huh. and at the end of it, something beautiful happened, right? At the end of it, they all done, like, a wee, if, via a, a live satellite feed, oh, yeah. they all done a, they done a wee set. Oh, right. And it was the first date me and Claire went on. Oh, man. And we got absolutely leathered on vodka and Tango <laughs> Blast.
0: <laughs> wow. Well.
1: Aye, right, so event cinema, it can bring Doctor Who together, and it can get me a wee kiss.
0: I know. Well, I, I, I missed it. Oh, uh, how I was at a wedding. Oh, fuck's sake! I know. That's <laughs> one of those things I'll carry for the rest of my life. It's like,
1: <laughs> and remind them, know, let them know. I know. I mean, I'm happy for you, but remember.
0: Yeah. I, do you know what? It, like, you know, what felt really bad when I was at the wedding as well. It's like I remember the bride saying to me, "I'm really sorry we made you miss Doctor Who," and then I was like, "I'm a terrible person." <laughs> <laughs> at
1: our own wedding, she had to, to apologise. <laughs> To, uh, guess.
0: I'm a bad person, <laughs> and then of course, no, know. that's
1: good, man. That shows that you've got like, I don't know, that's uh, you should have let that get to your head. <laughs> <laughs> you should have become an actual bastard after that. So I
0: sat, I sat in an empty cinema and watched it the next morning. <laughs> it was very weird. Um, so uh, that's a good question, That's a man? good question, and it's a, it's one of those questions we could talk about for hours. Yeah, I. Um, but you, I mean, I, I would say. If you look at the 60s ones, the Dalek ones, the Peter Cushing ones, mm-hmm. like the first thing that the, the the big mistake with them is obviously it's just that they've got nothing to do with really got anything to do with Doctor Who. It's like the Peter Cushing ones, do, the Doctor is an old man who invents a time machine that looks like a phone box. Right, okay. And takes his actual grandchildren on to. Fucking meet the Daleks. <laughs> That's a bad. And it's, kind of, it's kind of like they obviously the, the remakes of episodes. Those two films are remakes of actual stories, but like they're not really held in particularly high regard because. But if they had, had somehow taken on what the show was and tried to link it yeah. in, mm-hmm. they would be massive. They would be such. They would be remembered and loved, and I mean, I think they are. They're generally like appreciated and loved by Doctor Who fans, but if they had been. Canon basically, but you reckon they... that
1: would have made them more or less accessible, though.
0: Well, I guess, but but then there's the whole thing about the idea of Doctor Who, it can be anything it hmm
1: so
0: I think you need, I think it can be a porno. I think, I, <laughs> I think what like. It's when when Owen asks, "What should they take from the movie?" I think the thing that they did right with the American TV movie was respect the source material, continue the source material, but then introduce new people to it. Yeah, and I think that's what you would have to. Yeah, do Yeah, that's
1: what I'm saying. I like, back to my original statement.
0: Aye. Use that as a
1: template. Yeah. If you if you fucking must. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Our pal Kevin asks, outside of what. You've just seen, obviously, what's your favourite Eric Roberts role? Oh, I don't Kev, know I, man, I don't that's think. a good question. <laughs> obviously, his best best of the best is his. I've
1: never that's seen That's his, <laughs> Citizen Kane. He's also in a Mariah Carey video. Right. He plays a wee bit on the side. He's good in that. Said, he's got, he's he, got a good colour on him there. Is he's he the baddie in tan.
0: The Expendables? I remember that.
1: Eh, right? uh, I think so, aye. Aye. um, I've I, I, instantly <laughs> forgotten everything <laughs> about that. Um, oh... Best Eric Roberts. This is too much of an ask. I'm going to need to sit on this. Kev, we'll get back to you on Twitter, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'll go I'll go with best of the best. Of course it's that. Okay.
0: This
1: is, okay. And it's, he's got some of his best dialogue. Uh, one of my favourite bar fights ever. Uh, Chris Penn in a Stetson <laughs> kicking off in a bar. Getting a wee bit of arjibardry. <laughs>
0: nice. Um. <laughs> would asks would you like a kiss from the eighth doctor or would you prefer more of a wholesome handhold well I think we've already established we've already I, that question I, I want a Ming job off <laughs> Uh, slow dived asks Richie would you have preferred to see a season 27 in 1990 or a series continuing on from the TV movie um, excuse me am I not here, no here <laughs> now. well he's got but... a question for you <laughs> <laughs> he's he's he's, uh, he's um, addressing you as ready, <laughs> Riddy? <laughs> do you think you're better or worse off watching this without any Doctor Who for context better I mean, much better yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well I guess so because you wouldn't have watched like the opening the only thing I can't get past is the opening where it's like you know the, the master stands trial in Scarrow, the Daleks are performing the trial and they've got these really weird wee voices in the background going, exterminate, exterminate. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, none of this is right.
1: See, <laughs> <laughs> exactly not having that burden. I'm like, right, I could will totally. buy this.
0: <laughs> um, so aye. would you prefer to season 27? I mean, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm perfectly, uh, if you look at that last, if you look at Sylvester McCoy's season, you're like, something had to happen and unfortunately it was it being cancelled and then it's like you look at the EastEnders crossover in 1993 and you're just like oh they really hated Doctor Who did you not the children in need 3D glasses special do you remember that and it was the 30th this is how they treated the 30th anniversary of Doctor Who they fucking put them in EastEnders and it was all oh, the it was all the surviving doctors God. were in it kicking about and it was like it was set in 1963 1993 and 2013 and it right. was uh, like the absolute uh, madness of life the absolute yeah the funny thing was is the way that the 3D technology worked is, i think because it was like it wasn't like red and blue it was like a weird polarized lens thing where the camera had to keep moving in order to keep the, I did. the 3D effect working. Yep. So there's loads There's loads of like mad 360 <laughs> like camera shots and <laughs> but it's on the set of EastEnders with Doctor Who, and it's just like, what is going on? <laughs> Jesus. Um. But yeah, that was like basically... Well, they try to just basically keep...
1: No, so it was an anniversary show, but were they trying to keep like the... What would, what would you call it? The...
0: Royal, no, no, no. The oh, the rights, rights. No, Sorry. I think they just no. well, basically, there was going to be a straight to video movie, right? right? And it was uh called Doctor Who Lost in the Dark Dimension or something like that. And it was um, Rick Mail was going to be the baddie. Oh, now it sounds good, but apparently, the script was garbage. Like, the so the guy who that I was telling you about, the Philip Seagal, <laughs> um. Uh, who was kind of dealing with trying to get it off the ground in america is Mm -hmm. like if you make this it's gonna mess up any like it's gonna muddy anyone's view of what doctor who is (laughs) if we plan to relaunch it or do anything with it so he was like basically that got vetoed but also i had no money right and it was i think apparently it was terrible and i think that's probably where the eastenders they probably took some of that and Turn yeah it into right things. okay yeah. but that was a weird children in need event. It starts in fucking Noel's house party. Oh fuck! The third Doctor off. turns up, in well, it's not part of the story, but they introduce it. John Pertwee turns up in <laughs> Noel's house party, do a little back and forth, and then they start the episode. It's wild, man. To look back on, it, it's absolutely wild. But just did, um, did the Doctor
1: give him a gotcha? <laughs> <laughs>
0: gotcha! Bang! <laughs> actually kills
1: oh, him. God.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um aye where was i going with that no uh, yeah it was just it was literally just you know something to do i think and they had to acknowledge but you can like there's just a way it, you look at it and you're just like the bbc really fucking just hated doctor like <laughs>
1: it's odd like i mean obviously they're fine harboring pedophiles
0: but they can't keep a good show running <laughs> <laughs> this is the bbc aye. um so yeah um to be honest, I'm pretty glad with the. I'm pretty happy the way with the way things played out. I'm quite enjoy. It was quite exciting when it came back. We got to have all that. and That was nice. Um, <laughs> it's a good summary, man. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm reading my phone while I, I'm that talking. Was uh, uh, Chris Yodoom asks, "Is it all not just a pure beamer? <laughs> kind of, but we love it. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. appreciate it for
1: exactly. that. Exactly. Like, I mean, obviously, I've got Independence Day in my top five. And it's high on the top five as well. Like it's something that I love about shows like Doctor Who and films like Independence Day and Metal as well <laughs> is that it's ridiculous. Yeah. You know? But it's like it's all about the angle that you come from. You can be sincere about it, you can be mean spirited about it, you can mm-hmm. be so many you can approach this in so many ways. But if it's daft Sign me up. You know. you know, Do
0: you know what? Because that's so funny, what sh- like...
1: fundamentally that's what entertainment's about, and it surely, yeah. You know, like experiencing something that you wouldn't experience in your day to day life. Yeah. You know, and some like the fact that the fact that a show like Doctor Who exists is fascinating. Mm-hmm. You know, regardless of whether or not you like it. And speaking as a non-Doctor Who fan, I I've, I've, I respect that Aye. that side of things, and I respect like. the fact that so many people were like I am on board with this (laughs) I'm on board with this absolute nonsense you know and like for years it's kept going so it's you know aye it's a big beamer but it's fucking running with it
0: (laughs) I know totally I mean that's the thing like it's funny um, you've been in my head to get on this podcast for so long like pretty much from the start but then I was always like what fucking episode would I give Danny and I can't believe it took me as long for that okay. click moment, where I was like, "Of course, aye, I give them." Because it was well, just it, out. It, of my, no, it was it, nice mm-hmm.
1: when, like, you said that that was your approach. Like, you you thought about what, what uh, each person would like, and uh, I when you picked that, I was like, "You know what's
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, no, it's totally, like well, <laughs> 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 no. I mean, it, it is wild because I I just shut it off. I was like, well, "You're never going to give anyone that one," because that's. But then I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> There it is. It's right, literally right there. Mm-hmm. The perfect, the perfect Danny episode of Doctor and, Who. And you know what? Thank you for bringing it back into my life. I'm, I'm pleased you enjoyed it. Well, Danny, thank you very much for coming on. If no you problem. want to speak to Danny on Twitter, um, don't. <laughs> <laughs> no, if you want to speak to Danny on Twitter, he's he's the handle at Heavy um, I always and love hearing other people say that <laughs> <laughs> and I am my doctor who handles at Bobby underscore Davros I think it's underscore anyway um, thank you Danny for coming along cheers man let's get set up and record a video namaste <laughs> yeah. get some more tea <laughs> <laughs> bye everybody bye, bye.